Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome once again to Divine Love Radio. WDLR, the Internet's hallmark worldwide Divine Love Radio Station, where the sole purpose is to awaken souls to the truth of God's Divine Love Message, a very special program that we're about to introduce now. It's an impromptu. It's a casual. We have a previous episode where we saw Jesper, a guest that we have on this evening, but we didn't get to talk to him on air However, this will be his debut then on WDLR, and with him is a very special guest co-host who has co-hosted various programs. I believe this will be the 21st episode, Al Fike. An exciting program because, well, we're all three excited. We don't know what direction this program is going. And the easiest part for me is to put my mute button on after I say, welcome, Al I'm going to let you introduce Jesper, a very special guest, Jesper Sorensen, and I do understand he is Danish. And so I have my coffee here. I'm going to sip coffee while you talk to Mr. Danish, and you introduce the program, and we'll take it from one, two, three. Go ahead, Al. So, Brooke, you're not actually eating a Danish, are you, while you're having your coffee? <laughs> actually, confessions be true. I had a peanut butter-filled donut that was in the refrigerator from last week's farmer's market. I wanted to eat it, so uh, tomorrow morning I have the farmer's market again, and uh, I'll renew my stock. That's how that goes. Very good. Well, uh, Jesper is really enjoying the uh, cuisine of Canada uh, at the fake residence, and tonight I'm making him uh, hamburgers on the grill. Yeah. Uh, salivating already, I think. So, he's, he's, and we did seafood linguine last night, and that was delicious. I must admit, I cooked it. Wonderful. And uh, was, it was great. Um, so, we're having another episode on Divine Love Mediumship, and I thought maybe we would get more into uh, the wherefores and the whys about Divine Love Mediumship. And... Uh, I have with me a special guest. Today, the special guest is not me, it's Jesper, all the way from Switzerland. And he is a divine love medium. And Wonderful. there aren't too many in the world. So you're looking at probably 50% of the divine love mediums in the whole world. That is, that is fantastic. And just, uh, I say that word is an English word, meaning exuberantly, wow. And this is uh, kind of groundbreaking, though I know that your guest mentioned to me the other day that he is on Facebook, and he has done some things in promoting divine love there. We'll let him talk about that as well. And uh, I know from the opening, we thought uh, we were probably going to do a Divine Love cooking show. 
and have a special menu of what Al's ingredients are. And thought came to mind is, if you had to describe as a vegetable or a main dish, divine love, would it be saucy, uh, salty, peppery, spicy? What would your description of divine love be? Well, I think it would be uh, sweet, salty, and spicy at the same time. Delicious. <laughs> kind of like Chinese food. Oh. <laughs> oh we're going to ask uh, your guest now to introduce himself a little bit. Uh, I would like to know more about his introduction to divine love and about how long ago that was, and uh, possibly a little bit about your younger teen or childhood, uh, what, what made it special, or what did you feel uh, about yourself? Go ahead. I'm just going to say, Jesper, welcome to Divine Love Radio. Thanks, Brooke. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Um, yes, I, have, uh, I found my mediumistic abilities uh, 19 years ago when I started to have some out-of-body experiences in my sleep state. And uh, that's really what stirred up an interest in all these uh, things, because I, uh, I came to see the other world. Uh, I already believed it did exist, uh, but now I had an experience of seeing it. This brought me on to, uh, well, what the heck is this? <laughs> and um, so I sought uh, some information about it, and I went on a journey to, uh, to England, uh, to Stanford Hall, where I developed my medium mystic abilities in linking with spirit and giving messages from the deceased loved ones as proof that there's more to life, that the dead lives on, and so on. In my younger years, um, I had some experiences with spirit. When I was eight years old, I had an experience of walking home from school, and I heard a loud voice in my head saying, uh, my brother was born. We were expecting my brother at this time to be born, and I heard this voice in my head. So when I came home to my father, he, uh, the first thing he said is that your brother's been born, we have to go to the hospital, but I already knew. So that's really an experience that stands out. Um, well, of course, at that time, I didn't think more about it. I was only eight years old. Uh, so I have to say that all these mediumistic things came later in life, even though I did have that experience. And also I saw spirits sometimes when I was sleeping at night. Um, yeah, so uh, it was only later in life when I had these experiences that really brought me onto the path of mediumship. And um, that was what eventually led me to the divine love because uh, in Stansted I was told how to link with spirit and so on. And uh, in that experience, I remember that in my childhood, I was very fond of Jesus and uh, of God. Uh, I had a strong belief in these two. And so, uh, but I was wondering what Jesus had really said. Uh, I didn't really believe in the Bible. I tried to read it, but I didn't really believe in it. Perhaps some things, but... Uh, not much really. So I looked up on the internet to find what he had really said, and that's where I found the Padgett messages. Um, and that's really when I read uh, a message from, I think it was Jeff Cutler's website, uh, New Birth Net, uh, I knew right away that these were the true messages uh, from Jesus. So that's what brought me, me to it. With both you and Al sitting in this program together, if a message were to come through, which would they choose, one with a Swedish accent or how a Canadian accent? Uh, or can they do a dual simulcast stereo message? 
Will both of you hear it at the same time? That's a good question. I have, I have no idea, but I have a good feeling. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Al is the more experienced, and he gets great messages from Spirit. Um, but I'm I'm open to see if anything comes through, and if it does, I will, I will, I will channel it. That would be a wonderful experience. Uh, we are going. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, we're we're going over to you, Al. Next, I was out of my. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we think uh, the same. I would think that uh, it wouldn't come simultaneously. I've never been in a circle, and I've been in a few with uh, two mediums present, and we had just uh, experienced this divine love mediumship uh, retreat in the last week. And Jesper was there, and I was there, and Jesper, and also there's another medium there. And uh, we did not speak simultaneously. It would be a little chaotic uh, because you will not get the identical message through uh, each medium. You will get something slightly different. Uh, the theme, the words, um, how they'll express it will depend upon the mind of the medium. And of course, we're all unique individuals. So uh, the uniqueness of that individual medium will come through in the message. I just wondered if you get feedback, you know, when you get microphone squeal. Now, we're, yeah. being, we're being humorous here, but that's- oh, Okay, well, I thought you were being, you had an overactive imagination there, Brooke. I do, and I do appreciate the explanation. We are each individually unique. And I just thought, though, this is something that has not been uh, uh, brought to, to, to the forefront here on DLR before, having two mediums sitting specifically talking about this special mediumship program. We have had uh, Cordoso, Maureen. Yeah and yourself on a program before. I've, I've got a good uh, story actually about uh, two mediums sitting together in a circle uh, giving a message. When uh, I first started out, I was kind of unsure of how it was all gonna work out. And uh, the woman who uh, mentored me uh, in divine love and uh, in a way mediumship was Barbara Davies and she and I, would sit in the circle side by side for many, many years. And I, th I think I uh, developed the gift of mediumship by osmosis, <laughs> just <laughs> beside her for all those years in prayer. But uh, one day, uh, Spirit was trying to come through one of us, but I, we were so connected that the energy, which is what it takes, a psychic energy, to bring the message through, to have the enough rapport for the uh, communication to be effective, would slosh back and forth between the two of us. I started to get a little seasick. With <laughs> <laughs> this energy transferring back and forth, back and forth. I, I don't think Barb felt anything because often, well, always when Barb went out and did what we call condition, when you know, you're in that state of openness as a medium, uh, when she went to that place, she would just be right out. She wouldn't remember anything. Where for me, I'm always conscious of what's going on. So I was uh, acutely conscious of the uh, energy uh, tr uh, 
just sloshing back, back and forth between uh, us two. And then, of course, in a circle, you've got the energy flowing in a circle in a, in a clockwise motion. And that spins. You can, uh, some people feel it. And it starts kind of slow. It's like uh, a wheel in motion. And then it just speeds up against momentum. And it speeds, and it's like a blur eventually of light. And you can see this if you're psychic enough to do so. And that uh, blur of light, when the, uh, when the energy is moving that quickly between the sitters, then you've got an elevated state of, uh, of psychic energy. And therefore, it's easier for the uh, spirits to come through medium so that's what they uh, do to to bring forth a communication is that they start spinning this this uh, wheel for a better uh, description and uh, when we get to that level you know everything the dynamo is turning and uh, we get there and then something will uh, will come through as a result it's not always uh a verbal message. It could be healing. It could be a transference of chemicals. Uh, it could be any number of things that they want to do with that energy. But it's it's something that they utilize uh, in order to bring uh, the connections in sync. I guess it would be. Well, the laws of communication and report are way beyond us scientifically to even begin to explain what is happening during a message. Uh, Jasper, please comment on that. Yes, well, my experience of, of that is that, that uh, they raise the energies as we pray for the divine love. It starts to flow into the soul and uh, to each other in the circle. So the energies build up. And uh, I don't see clairvoyantly much. Uh, but I, do, I do feel this spinning also. But it has to do, in my understanding, that the energies are being built up. They, they rise, rise high up. Uh, both within and around in the circle. And then when that happens, then spirit can step close and come through with a message. Have you ever been scared, Jesper? Have you ever been scared like, wow, this is happening to me. This is such an experience. And not, not really. I always felt in, in good hands. Uh, I have had moments where I wondered what's going on, but uh, really being scared, no, not really. I'm scared every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much experience, it's the worry that uh, uh, it's kind of a performing anxiety, I think, that uh, I'll sound stupid or, you know, things. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I can, really can. It's more like just on this radio program. You don't know where it's going and what's going to come out of my mouth, especially sometimes and asking questions. But uh, with you as a uh, co-host, we kind of we kind of get through it, and we understand each other. And it's the listeners, WDLR listeners. Yeah. There are twenty some episodes now. If you go back to the beginning and listen to the introduction and get a feel for who we are and see the involvement of this program in just a few short months, you'll be a better understanding of how friendships grow. And in divine love circles, I received an email not more than 10 minutes before going on the air 
Al and his wife Jean and others are planning to come to a small hometown in Pennsylvania next March and a divine love retreat. And this gentleman is from Western New York. And he is just saying he's planning to come on and be on board and would like to know if we have any itinerary set up and the, the dates, etc. So this is all happening because divine love is drawing us together. It's a very special law. It's called law of attraction. And this is something that Jesper knows ever since he's, uh, well, eight years old, you heard him say, whereas he knew his brother was being born. It's a law of attraction. He didn't uh, experience the growth of this uh, mediumship until later in life, but that's where it starts, somewhere, and you don't know what gifts are within your soul. This is fascinating to me, and I've seen it in such a short year and a half. Al, 40-some years, Jesper at least how many? 19, and myself a year and a half. But just like Jesper, we had to uh, go online, and we sought out information related to a search, and we ended up on new-birth.net, and there was Jeff Cutler's site and pageant messages, the prayer. It's just totally, well, let's use the word awesome. Sound like a younger fellow than we are, but it, it, yeah. that's the comfort level. Okay, back to Al, and we're going to talk more on mediumship and your book. Yeah, I, you know, as you say that, I think, man, I'm, you know, I started so many years ago, there wasn't any such thing as the internet when I started. No. It's the pageant book, you know. So uh, my friend Barbara handed me the pageant book and said, here it is, you know, don't lose it. It's the only one I have. Wow. And it was an old, tattered book, probably printed in the 50s. And uh, that's where I started. Then I, I got my own. I uh, sent off to uh, FCNB and or whatever the rendition was at that time, and, and they sent some books. But um, my first experience with mediumship was uh, sitting in uh, Barbara's uh, dining room. She had made me a wonderful dinner. I'm, you know, here's a 20-year-old kid, um, and what, what attracts a guy like that? It's good food. <laughs> okay. Beautiful fact, women. Fact you know, one the, or the other, you know. Divine love cooking show, right? <laughs> and um, so she invited me for dinner. And I remember she made me three pies. And they were all different uh, flavors. So I was just in pie heaven. I love pie. <laughs> too. And um, so we were, and she was teaching me about divine love. I was quite skeptical at the time, but uh, she did tell me she was a medium. So that kind of drew me, uh, drew my interest. And so I came, I was, it was just she and I, she had her children then, they were young children. So they enjoyed dinner with us together. And then uh, we sat talking after filling my stomach with pie. <laughs> and that nice content feeling that comes. Um, and uh, she said, well, why don't we pray? You know, I, you know, I say, well, I don't know about this divine love. I, you know, I was not uh, overly impressed to begin with, to be quite honest with you. 
And I said, okay, well, let's do that. So <laughs> we sat uh, opposite each other at the table and just had a short prayer. And the spirit Confucius, who is an ancient Chinese guy, as we all know, uh, came through her and her lips puckered up, her, her eyes went very oriental, you know, not uh, the Caucasian look, but the oriental look. And uh, he spoke to me and I was scared. I, I have to admit, I had uh, a bit of a fright because I'd never seen anything like it. You know, it was obvious that this new friend of mine, Barbara, wasn't there. And here was this old Chinese guy <laughs> in her stead. And he looked, you know, there was no, nothing to the imagination. That's how he looked through this uh, medium, through Barbara. So that uh, impressed the heck out of me, although he did uh, tell me that um, if I wanted to follow this path, the divine love, that I had to be strong. <laughs> he said, we only take those that are strong. So he wasn't, he wasn't offering anything generously. He said, you got to work for this. And, um, and uh, I guess, you know, these spirits know our uh, condition. So he knew that Al was uh, a bit of a bad boy at the time. <laughs> oh, you know, we all have that, uh, that experimenting background. Experimenting with life, you know, at that age. So uh, he was... What age was that, Al? I was uh, 20. Okay. We can all relate to I had, that. I had a very sheltered childhood, so I didn't actually start sort of getting out into the world and experiencing life till I was 19. So, you know, once I got in the, uh, in the groove, I just went uh, that way with gusto and, and enjoyed every minute of it. It was a wonderful time in my life, but a somewhat tumultuous time too, because, you know, we were uh, partying and all, you know, all the steps that I don't want to go into too many detail, you know, but. We'll forgive, we'll forgive you. I know God does. Jasper, Jasper. Jasper, we have you at a younger age as a medium for getting in touch with people's loved ones. You mentioned that. That's yeah. where you started out. I don't know if Al did that at the beginning or not, or it was directly divine love from the very start for Al. Was that correct? Or did you entertain the mediumship of loved ones for folks also? No, I, I didn't have much of an attraction to that uh, at my early age. I got into something called Jore, which uh, involved channeling uh, healing energy. And it's, uh, I think it was developed or it came about similar to Reiki. And uh, this is one version of it and they called it Jore. So I had to wear my sacred focal point. Uh, I was initiated into this club of the Jore and all of that. And I actually was quite taken with it and I thought I'd be a minister of it. And uh, so that's another reason why I was a little skeptical about the divine love mm -hmm. because the philosophy was different. Uh, you know, Jore was more of a natural love thing and, uh, believed in reincarnation, all that kind of thing. So that's how I 
kind of got into more psychic gifts. And I, I, uh, when I met Barbara, she said, oh, you are a healer. You're a natural healer. I can see it in your aura. And she, she was very psychic. So, I mean, who doesn't want to see that or hear that, that, oh, I've got a natural gift here. And, uh, you know, here's somebody who can see it. So that was great. And uh, so it took a lot of conversation between Barbara and I for me to, to really kind of get in. But I always, and I felt it right from the beginning in my chest area, my solar plexus, there was a sense of burning and joy at the same time. So that's where the spicy food comes in, I think. <laughs> Jasper, now you've been listening to Al for the last five or so minutes and the kind of uh, medium that he is, and you know him personally, of course, but for yourself, do you have a famous or a very heart warming story of getting in touch with someone special. You might have a lot of stories, but one that stands out. Yes, I do. Um, when I had these out-of-body experiences, I actually, before I went to England, I actually went to seek out a local medium uh, who was also on television in Denmark at the time. And uh, there I attended a workshop and we got to practice a little bit. I was taught, taught, taught how to actually build a link with spirit and uh, first to begin to imagine a balloon in the back of the neck and inviting a spirit to go into that balloon. And then you kind of communicate uh, towards that balloon, like a visual. So you have something tangible to communicate to. And uh, that day I came home from that workshop. Uh, I tried this, uh, this uh, teaching and I stood in the hallway in my house, or in my apartment, and I did this exercise and I invited the spirit to go into the balloon. And then um, after a little while I, I I could see it was my grandmother uh, on my father's side. So I hadn't thought about her in 20, 30 years because uh, she's passed over a long time ago. But she came to me uh, and spoke with me and that was, uh, yeah, very, very heart, heartwarming. Wow, I would say. I often think of my grandmother who passed in 04, 2004. She was the sweetest, beautiful, and the biggest mentor in my life. And I often wondered, I have a story too, but it was on the day of her, her funeral weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. And her beloved bird uh, favorite was hummingbird. So lots of sun catchers around the house and various things that were motif of hummingbirds. But on the day before her funeral, just my mother and I sitting in the kitchen, and I noticed this huge hummingbird. It was half the size of a, a robin, if you're indigenous to robins. And uh, its little heart was just pattering so fast, but he was still, he wasn't hovering. And this bird stood there on the porch and just looked in at my mother and I for maybe five minutes before her car door. I looked, diverted my attention until I came back. The bird was gone. However, I thought many times over the next few days and saw the bird one more time. And I say that was a, a way of uh, someone letting us know that it's okay. And I had that experience. Exactly. Um, yes. and that's a beautiful experience. That is uh, often how they come in symbols to show us they're still there. Yes. 
Now, in divine love mediumship now, Jasper, you have um, been practicing this how many years now? Or how? I found divine love uh, in 19. 2011. Uh, so seven years I've been praying for divine love. Okay. So it's really not long, uh, but uh, yeah, seven years. And um, yeah, so I dropped the other po po uh, mediumship with the deceased loved ones and uh, I read the padded messages and there I read that message where they say, where the celestial spirits say that uh, they still have more truths to give to mankind and if anybody is willing to lend a hand for automatic writing, um, they would love to come and write. And I, so that, I took that up actually. That was my way into, shall we say, divine love mediumship. Started out with automatic writing. You did, and tell us more about that. Did you actually have the experiences and that's uh, how it started is what I'm understanding here? That's how it started, yes. Uh, I did not have automatic writing experience before. Well, that's not exactly true. Actually, four years before I read that message that the Celestial wanted uh, somebody or wanted to give messages through automatic writing, I had tried it out because I had heard somebody doing it. And so I thought I'd just try it out. And I remember sitting in my living room with a pen and paper, putting the pen to the paper and I, and nothing happened. And I remember thinking, how ridiculous. And I thought, I thought, there's no way in the world that pen is going to move unless I move it, right? And so I gave it five minutes, 10 minutes chance and nothing happened. Then I read this message from Padgett and then I tried again. And then miraculously my hand started to move and uh, they first started to draw some things. They got some fish hooks, you know, they moved their hands. And so obviously they, they develop a channel through you so they have to experiment with, with uh, the way I think of it. They set up a, a kind of a font, you know, through you. They, they're developing a channel through you where they can write. So they have to experiment with getting the brain wired toward that end. So they come and do all kinds of doodles and fish hooks and something like that, line drawings and eight, number eight, and all kinds of stuff uh, on, the, on the paper. And that went on for uh, a month or a month and a half, I think. And although, uh, and until the day where I got the first letter, the first word uh, on, on my automatic writing, where, where my hand moved automatically. And so they wrote my name. <laughs> that, was, that was the first name I got. So uh, yeah, that was, quite, that was quite awesome. And uh, yeah, I kept going. And uh, so eventually one word became two words, became three words, became a full sentence, uh, in paragraph, became pages. Those who read the Padgett messages will hear James Padgett's introduction to automatic writing, and that's what they use, the, the analogy, fish hooks, uh, like was, uh, fish hooks. And then for those who have visited uh, Jeff's site, a new hyphenbert.net, and the Padgett messages, some of the sites, you'll notice uh, some of the actual handwriting that has been saved, and you can see it's all strung out. It's all strung out, letter after letter after letter in James Padgett's handwriting. And uh, later, you have to go back and transcribe your own writings. And that is very, is that the way you experienced it also, Jesper? Or were you able to break your words yes, exactly. apart? Yes, exactly. They, they, come, they came and wrote with me. And it's not all that neat on the paper because they experiment. And if, if we fall out of report, uh, they start to doodle again until they get a stronger hold of the hand again and then they can write again. So it gets a bit messy on the paper. And uh, also I noticed that the words were not written, um, they, they all sort of hung together. Uh, no space between words because it saves some energy just to write everything they write in one line. 
And how long did this continue? And then it became uh, obvious that uh, channeling messages rather than automatic writing. Do you still do automatic writing or uh, do you? Yes, I, st I, still, I still do it. I, I, use, I use it. In the beginning, they came to tell me a lot of things about my life, about things I've experienced, about stuff. So uh, yeah, so they, they did that. And I still use automatic writing if I have a question to, to spirit, to my guides. If I have a question about something, I, I usually uh, post that and write the answer down. So. so your message is that you channel, they are especially uh, celestial messages only, or are there lower spirit? No, they're celestial messages. Right. You're your band as uh, James Padgett would say, his band that protected from lower spirits to come in and meddle with what you were doing. Uh, your band, do you know any of them or names or your yes, ones I who come to? Yes, I've met, I've met through my automatic writing or through my trance rather. They have not revealed name through, names through the, uh, the um, automatic writing. Um, for some reason, I have also not been really that curious because for me, it's, it's always a message that's important. But in my trance mediumship, uh, four different people have come through. Uh, and so one of them is, uh, is a master Jesus. Uh, the first one I got was uh, for someone called Seuss. Seuss. And then I, there was one called Emmanuel the Great, uh, obviously coming from a uh, different universe to work with me. And then there was um, Marcus Aurelius, uh, um, uh, a Roman soldier from the, from the time of Christ. So the, these four have come through me. And um, I, I think they, they are guides to me. They come and, and talk. And so I, so so I, I believe they keep me safe. <laughs> I never had any any, uh, any uh, bad experiences with spirit, really. So. Was there anything? How well, are you going to say from other spirits uh, while you've been here? So why don't you talk about that? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, since coming into the circle here with Gene and Al, uh, I had uh, Soretta Kim coming through, one of the people of Al channels. Uh, Isaiah uh, has come through. Um, these two, who else Mary? was there? Mary, Mary did not come through. Um, sorry, though. No, I forget. Um, there was a local spirit here called Goldie that came through. <laughs> Goldie, yes. I was going to ask you if you had some personality such as Goldie come through to you at times with a playful, exuberant attitude. Yeah, she came through here. It was very uplifting. She came through and with a with a message of upliftment. All right, back to Al. What have you been thinking as we've been talking to Jesper? Oh, I don't know. I I haven't been thinking much to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Listening, but uh, um, gee, what do I? What uh, do you want me to say? I guess. Uh, Medium, developing your mediumship is an ongoing process. So Jesper is fairly new at it. I don't know, how long have you been doing this now? Yes, I've done it only for a year. For a year, so, and he's been doing it by himself, which uh, is different from what I do. You know, often when a message comes through, it's, it's uh, in a group, in a circle of light, as we call it. 
And the only uh, time I got um, something in writing was more like dictation. And it was on the 100th anniversary of Paget. Uh, he came to me and said, I'd like to write some words for you to bring to the gathering uh, that we had for the 100th anniversary. And uh, people had some questions about my history. So he said, I'd, I'd like to write through you about that. So he had me uh, in condition for, I don't know, I think it was about four or five hours. Wow. He did let me break for lunch, which was nice. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was more like dictation. So he was speaking the words in my ear and I would type them out. And you were writing them out or typing them? Typing them out. Typing them out. And do you do the same, Jasper? Do you? I do that, I do that too. Uh, I first developed the automatic writing where the hand goes naturally or writes automatically. Uh, and then uh, eventually I tried also just to have it through my mind to ask questions and to hear what they're saying and write my thoughts down. So that's how I do it now, basically. And uh, if I know they have, they want to work deeper with me, then I allow that uh, the hand to go again. And I build a report and the hand goes again for it. Since, since you are by yourself, uh, Al has, of course, Gene, and Gene coordinates so much in the recordings and the sometimes soft music background. Do you record? Do you, how, how do you, do you speak? Do you speak these words? Uh, no. In, in my in my transmitter, I record I record them with a voice recorder. You and are. I transcribe them afterwards. Okay. okay, so you're just sitting with you and your voice recorder. Yes, exactly. And then it's your voice that's being recorded, and then afterwards you go transcribe. Yeah. Uh, you have heard Al. His voice is low, and yet it's audible on the tape recordings. You yourself, do you have a louder presentation in voice into your recorder or are you also subdued and soft and can't uh, you know fully transcribe without listening two or three times I think my voice goes pretty good through I, I listen to the to it once uh, and there's no problem to, to transcribe perhaps there are some words sometimes uh, I have to be oh what did they say <laughs> but normally I, I transcribe once and that's it after spending Six days, seven days. How many days were you at the Gibson's retreat? Yes, so I was here seven days. Okay. Seven days so uh, I have heard on the, we shared on the previous program, episode 20 or 21, that uh, it was a pretty heightened week for you. And the uh, messages that came through, I did read one of those messages that Al had sent out today to us. And... Uh, I can only imagine uh, seven days of not knowing what's coming through next. <laughs> yes, it, yeah. Wow. It intense. And I know that uh, uh, Jane Garchor was part of the group the other day, and she has experienced something awesome also on this retreat, and that was uh, being a book writer uh, on behalf of Jesus in the book that she had written, and he had written, and now she uh, is being a healing a presence, and 
I thought her story was uh, pretty profound too. It goes to show that we have gifts that we do not know about, and in time they are released. We are understanding more and more of our gifts. This is something that uh, we can't fantasize ourselves in knowing what the future is going to hold. We can guesstimate what we'd like to be doing, but in today's message that Al had sent out, uh, we uh, can do that for fun if we like, but it'll be quite unexpected when it comes, your gifts. And so the future, what do you see the future uh, for yourself, Jesper? And not specific, specific, but I know you have some mind of what uh, your future looks like in divine love. So that's a good question. I think about it too. I wonder about it too. But uh, one thing is is for sure that uh, I want I want to keep this up, uh, receiving divine love and also uh, perhaps coordinating divine love circles in Switzerland where I live. Um, I know that divine love is uh, the remedy for the world. So I think I think uh, it has a great future uh, to change the world. I think it already has. Uh, some shifts are already happening in the world. And uh, I think it's just a matter of bringing, bringing these teachings out uh, and, and sharing with other people, uh, making circles, having the light grow, and that other people then also do the same uh, so it can build in the world. I, I, I really do think this is the way it, it spreads in the world rather than we go and talk to individual people because they have their own mindsets and, and won't believe anything people are people are very skeptical about about things especially when you, when you talk about jesus because then they relate that with religion and so on so yes. I, I believe very much it has to come through uh, divine love workshops presenting divine love giving the history of divine law uh, and then we can introduce and say it came from jesus and his real teachings was not what what mankind thinks today but it was all about uh, uh, the divine love for the soul uh, growing in love and uh, and so on. Al has been a landscaper as his vocation. What is your vocation? Um, I used I used to sit with um, with uh, financial statements as an accountant, long time ago. Uh, but today I'm doing a health coaching, so I help people get healthy to lose weight and uh, yeah, if they have um, problems and struggles, I help them with nutrition too, so they can get their body healthy but mainly to lose weight. I'm, I'm a weight loss coach. Okay, that's it, a weight loss coach. Uh, did you weigh Al at the beginning of the seven days? And what <laughs> no, is right. <laughs> after, his, after his cooking, you probably gained a pound or two, Jasper. Yes, I think I did actually. <laughs> He's on holiday, Brooks. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, nice that you, you that your vocation allows you this time and that you're able to come to Canada to this retreat. Okay, Al, I'm going to ask you a question, and both you and Jesper uh, can pause a moment if you feel that perhaps uh, a message could come through. We would silence and do what you might require, and if... Uh, message comes through, it will be recorded, and I will be able to shorten up the silence part of the program when it's edited. That is up to you, Al and Jesper. 
Well, I, I think we'll give it a try, Brooke, because uh, we've been talking about this for a while. And um, I, I would look at it as a demonstration of mediumship, divine love mediumship. And um, I would think the uh, angels are generous enough to spend a bit of time and maybe speak some words to us. It will probably be a short message and a simple message of encouragement, but I don't know for sure because I'm not running the show there. So, okay. you know, I, it, it may create another hour of program for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, whenever a message comes through, we always, or before a message comes through, I should say, we always say a prayer to open it and a prayer to close it. So you're, you know, you have this door, you open the door with the right intention, prayer for divine love, and then you close the door with the intention of thanking God for the gift of divine love. So in that respect, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, the energy is here, I can feel the angels here. And Jesper's quite a dynamo of spiritual energy, I can feel him pulsating away, sitting next to me here. And, yeah, we have good energy. Yeah, and uh, uh, generally, and it's not just uh, being a medium, but generally people, when they're overshadowed, in other words, when an angel comes close, it's kind of a lightheaded feeling. There's, there's energy, and then there's a sense of expansion and uh, upliftment. So, uh, who was it? Somebody said, I, I can't remember who it was now, but they said, well, I couldn't think, oh, it was Raphael. He said, I couldn't think a negative thought if I tried in one of these circles, uh, because the energy just carries you along in this loving, uplifting condition. So, uh, and I rely upon that as a medium, that that energy gets built in a circle of light uh, so that it helps me to bring through an angel because it draws him. So it draws him closer. And this uh, situation I was describing with the spinning uh, energy and, and other things, I'm sure I'm doing a very poor job as to what exactly the angels do to come through. I'm, I'm sure it's much more complicated than I can imagine. But uh, the intention is always the foundation for divine love mediumship. To seek for the highest, to receive divine love and to build the divine love within your soul through prayer. And with that, the angels come and if the gift of mediumship is within you, then they will utilize that not only to communicate with you, which is basically what uh, mediumship is, it is communication with spirit. But uh, if you have the gift of trans mediumship, then they will want to use that to help others. So I think today we'll see if the angels want to use us I'm hoping both of us, uh, one after the other, <laughs> um, and uh, to give a message 
on your program. So we'll see if that works. And if it works well, then maybe we can do it again. Who knows? So we might be uh, taking radio to a whole new level here, Brooke. Oh, I would welcome that, of course. <laughs> so should we begin? Yes, please. Okay. Okay, we just take a little bit of water. So um, I will say a prayer and we'll sit in silence for a while. I assume because the conditions are good and I can feel them, and we're sitting in our living room in uh, Gibson's where many spirits have come through on many different occasions. So they can actually uh, put energy into the furniture and the carpet and whatnot. So they can draw that out. It's their reserve. It's like a battery for them. And they can draw that out and utilize it for communication. So uh, there's all kinds of tricks of, you know, that they do, these guys. So that's one of them. Anyway, we're here and uh, we'll begin uh, with a prayer. Oh, gracious God, my beloved Father, we come here together with the hopes of receiving the blessing of your divine love and then our souls and with the possibility of receiving a message of truth from your angels, the celestial angels of heaven. That a great light may be with us that we may be uplifted into this light and that our souls may indeed expand and receive your blessing of love, your beautiful touch that brings peace and joy and love. Father, be with us now. Open us, all of us, and all who may listen to this program when it is aired, that they too may be touched with the inflow of your divine love, that they may too be uplifted with the presence of an angel, that all may come as a blessing a beautiful blessing for each of us. Thank you. Amen. I come and I am Jesus. I wish to say that this is a great opportunity to share about divine love and mediumship. Mediumship is a very important part of spiritual unfoldment. It's an important part to be understood in the world. There are mediums needed in this world for the spreading of the divine love and for the growth of divine love in the world. So this is really the heart of it. And this is what I wish to say in this communication, that there are people needed and we need people to bring these truths to the world. This is how the world is changed, my friends. By sharing these truths, sharing the love, building the circles, building the light. And as the light builds in one region of the country, 
it touches other parts of the country as everything is connected people to people. I'm quite happy with this message because this is the heart of it. This is what we're seeking to do with people in the world. And that would be brought many more people to this divine love movement so that these teachings can be spread and that they can be shared. This is our great intention. Thank you for this opportunity to come and share this message. And I'm Soretta Kim. God bless you, beloved. Jesus states a very important point that the knowledge of divine love will come through those gifted souls who are able to speak the message of this truth, whether they do so through the gift of mediumship or do so through their own voice and their own experience, through bringing this light and love in guided ways. For God uses every soul who is willing to bring this truth forward. And this truth does not just come with words. It comes with God's love that flows with these words, that flows and touches other souls who hear this. It is like a bell that is tolling. And its sound reverberates and spreads out into the world. And this wisdom and truth, this love and joy flows in accordance to the condition of those who are being used as a channel of love. For as your soul grows in love, as you awaken and become in alignment with God, then many gifts flow forth. Many possibilities are realized. Many opportunities are opened by God and blessed through you to many others. The gift of divine love is a powerful gift. And it is said, and it, this is the truth, that with this gift, all other gifts flow. All possibilities can be realized as you are within the flow of God's love and will and light. In this powerful alignment of your soul and God's soul, there is an awakening within you and with this awakening comes the gifts that are seated by God within every soul. They emerge and grow and come to fruition. And every soul is endowed with many gifts. 
It is for each soul to understand, to realize, to allow, to bring forth these gifts through the development of their soul. God bless you, beloved souls. God bless you. I'm Soretta Kim, and I work with mediums and with those on earth who desire to develop their gifts of communication for the benefit of mankind. And for those who are willing to grow in this way, in the blessing of God's love, and to explore these potentials, I will come and assist them in this. Beautiful blessing to encourage them and teach them. As I've done with this medium's group and shall continue to do with all those who are in alignment with truth. And many other angels are eager to assist mankind to awaken to truth, to develop their inner potentials and gifts so that they may come to know the wisdom of their own souls, that they may come to know the will of God, that they may come to know the power of love and express the power of love in their lives in beautiful and wondrous ways. May each soul who is eager, who dedicates themselves in prayer to receive the blessings of the Father's love, come to know their true selves and the potentials of their soul. God bless you, I'm Serena Kim, and I'm pleased to speak to you today. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to speak, to pray, to be in this light, and to focus upon the truth. May we continue to be used as a channel of your love with each day, and to allow whatever it is that you desire to be given and blessed, and spread through the world, through us and through many others, and all those who desire to be a channel of love be blessed and encouraged and developed in their gifts.
Thank you, Father, for your love, for listening to our prayers, for carrying us in your light, for showing us the way to oneness with you. We love you, dear Father. We thank you. Hmm. What a blessing. What a opportunity. Emotional, yes. Jean has joined us. I assumed you did just listen to the messages from Jasper, who Jesus gave a message, and then Serena Kemp your comments. Hi, Brooke. I just caught the tail end of Soretta Kim's message, and I didn't hear Jesper's message from Jesus, but we have been blessed with messages through Jesper for the last, oh, I don't know, 10 days. So um, I feel the presence in this room, and it's just, it just, I just feel blissed out, and uh, I can't wait to listen to the program. I'm sure as soon as you've got it posted, the three of us are going to be listening to it and experiencing these blessings again together. Thank you. Jean Fike, the wife, the supporter, the creator of all good things and retreats and communication received from her last evening an update of updates of what's going on in our lives of Divine Love Community. So involved, I don't know how you sleep at night thinking of all the different... She doesn't sleep, Brooke. <laughs> uh, she must be up 28 hours a day. I know with divine love you have a few extra than normal people. Right? <laughs> you notice I called you uh, normal people? Uh, divine love, uh, since it has come into my life a year and a half ago, yes, there are people when I talk to them, I can see their eyes roll. And so I, I know, I touch, I touch hearts in certain ways. And it is obvious uh, in this very small community of which I live, that I do foresee uh, more and more coming out and finding ways to explore the curiosities for them of divine love in which this oddity fellow Brooks speaks about or references in many of the stories he writes. Jasper, you mentioned that uh, now that you know the importance of moving forward and getting this message out that you're opening uh, your gifts uh, to circles of light uh, within your community. Uh, this is all because of those people setting to your right. Uh, really, it takes a movement and you've read about them, you've seen them on TV and you know how things start. And we have history channels that uh, give the beginnings of certain beautiful things that have propagated throughout our time in history. And now we can look back on this archive program, 
after it airs, that it will be there to experience what we just went through for the first time on WDLR. As Al said prior to the prayer and the messages that came through, that uh, if it works well, we'll do it again and again. And I said, oh, I look forward to that. And indeed I do. Jasper, your comments, please. Yes, sure. This has been a very fantastic opportunity for me to come here and uh, be with Gene and Al in their circle with wonderful people and uh, learning more about how, how Divine Love Mediumship works because I haven't really studied that much on my own. I have just um, kind of started it out a year ago, tried to get some messages for myself from my own camera. And so um, now I know more about how it really works, how Divine Love Mediumship works. And uh, yeah, it's great to have a better understanding. I appreciate it, Sarada Kim. He mentioned throughout that uh, for those who have a, a, a commitment, an earnestness to want to become part of uh, mediumship, uh, that if you uh, desire so through earnest prayer, that if uh, the opportunity uh, comes about for the people who might be listening to this program or individuals, that uh, he would be there. He would help. He would teach. That was pretty neat also. Uh, Soretta Kim. Well, it's nice that he was part of the very first program since he is so instrumental in the Fikes communications wherever they go. And they have been known to not let moss grow under their feet. More <laughs> <laughs> on my head. <laughs> Uh, Gene, you missed earlier we had a Divine Love cooking show and oh, gave really? some, <laughs> almost Al released some recipes of uh, oh, dear. what yeah. he's, uh, <laughs> he's offered up to Jesper. It's been uh -huh. a great program. We are uh, well over the hour mark and uh, we will get closing remarks from you, Al and Jesper. And... Uh, you're going home, Jasper. You're going home uh, tomorrow or the next day? I'm going home on Thursday. On Thursday, and you're back to work? Yes. Uh, a health coach. Okay. Well, what great health uh, and healing and the thoughts of uh, a wonderful, healthy atmosphere where there is divine love growing. And that uh, we need a whole lot of in the near future and uh, the messages say that every day that i read time is uh, getting exciting and how it uh, unfolds i'll try to be here on the front lines taking it all in from you and al uh, the mediums that come aboard like uh jane and uh maureen maureen mm -hmm. and cardoso uh, this is all exciting, and this is all in the past few months. So back over to you, Al, and then to Jasper to finish up, and then we'll close up this program. What a record uh, that we have set tonight for the first time on the Zoom format, the WDLR radio. Al? Well, the downside of mediumship is after you give a message, your mind is quite fuzzy because they use different parts of your brain, not necessarily your frontal cortex, uh, to uh, bring a message through. So I'm a little fuzzy headed at the moment. <laughs> I, kinda... I enjoyed 
uh, doing this and it was intriguing to me to see if uh, such an experiment would work and it did so that's lovely so we will do it again wonderful and um, I just enjoy being uh, in conversation with you Brooke because you're always so enthusiastic and uh, and you, you get it you know when we talk about stuff you're right there with us it's it's uh, a pleasure to be interviewed by you and I thank you for that and Jasper, a closing remark. Thank you, Al. Yes, it does take a little while to get back after giving a message. So I'm also struggling a little bit to, uh, to come back again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would also say it has been a great pleasure to be on the program. And um, I think that uh, the, the message is all about the divine love and uh, to grow in this, in this love is going to be my focus. My, I have something to add. Yes, I was just going to say, I was just going to say my head feels fuzzy too. Oh. I don't. I don't know if it's spirit working or it's these headphones I have on that's compressing my noodle. I don't know. But Gene, uh, Gene, yes, you were going to comment. Well, I just wanted you to know that after the last program we did uh, the other day with the participants, the women that had been in the mediumship retreat. Uh, one of your listeners that I have never met uh, lives in Georgia, and she heard my appeal uh, that we need volunteers, and uh, she responded right away. So we're having a video chat, and she's really enthusiastic, and I thank you because we just can't keep up, and what a delightful surprise. I, want, I mentioned it to... Uh now earlier and I mentioned it to the listeners that uh, in a year and a half things have uh, gone so fast and I can only imagine how much faster they're going for you and I'll be right there in your dust stream and I had a email just before going on the program and Gene you probably recognize the name because he sounds like uh, well he's from Western New York Thomas Schickling does it ring a bell? Thomas Schickling. It doesn't ring a bell right now. Sorry. He says he is interested in attending the retreat in Myersdale. He lives in Western New York. And, uh, oh, that's he will, wonderful. He will be traveling alone via private conveyance, and he's checked the maps about 300 miles from uh, his tiny hamlet in Coilerville, New York down to Somerset, uh, where he would stay and then uh, for the, uh, coming into the retreat. But he says he would like to know uh, what time the retreat is scheduled to be and a uh, itinerary, if one is available yet. He sounds very exciting. And he says, keep on podcasting. Tom Schickling of Curlerville, New York. And oh, I, how wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? And I, I just wanted to say that our listeners – are very near and dear to us. And this is the message that who knew about a few uh, short months ago, whatever exists, and here it is. Another way to stretch around the world through internet and the beautiful people who made this all possible in all of the background that we don't know nothing about. It's almost like the spirit world. So much is going on in the background scenes that we know nothing about, but it's happening. And we're so thankful that we're able to be part of it and bringing it to the internet. 
And I know, what time is it in Switzerland now? It's almost 8.30 here. Yeah, it's like uh, eight hours before, so uh, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. Uh, when we do programs in the future from there, we would find a good opportunity, like on the Zoom platform, where you and I can do a program, for example. Uh, Gene and I had the guests on the other day, where they're scattered all about two. So we, we're getting to know the time zones and how we can convene. Oh, sorry, eight hours ahead. We're eight hours ahead. You are eight. Ahead. So um, let's say if it was eight o'clock in the, let's see now. If you, it's already two o'clock tomorrow morning, your time in Switzerland. Uh, so well, 10 in the morning would be good. <laughs> 10 in the morning. Your time. My time would be a, 7 p.m. in Europe. In Germany, it's seven. We on very often we have simultaneous prayer with a group in Frankfurt. And so Al and I. Uh, typically have our morning prayer together at 10 a.m. in Vancouver, to, uh, the Pacific Standard Time, and it's 7 p.m. in Germany, so that works really well. Yeah, but he's also three hours ahead of that. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All it right. gets complicated. <laughs> <laughs> May I give a last comment? Any other comments? Last comment, Jasper. Yes, please. Light. I think I think we built the energies up through our conversation before we did the demonstration. That's oh, I like that comment. Then I was part of that energy building process. We're part of our little circle here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Of this uh, gathering. I I know you felt it, Brooke. I could tell. But <laughs> what gave so. it away? Mopping the tears. <laughs> yes, that could be it. <laughs> yes, I can't hide that. No matter what setting. Uh, well, it's good you're on radio. You're just <laughs> yeah. uh, even though we have this audio broadcast and visual as well, video, uh, the listeners only uh, watch the uh, uh, listen to the uh, audio. All right, so much pleasure in this program. I am overly excited and how it went, and I give thank yous to you three. Very special evening. And I will say to you and to the listeners, this has been WDLR. Remember the website, DivineLoveSanctuary.com. That's Gene and Al Fike's website, and it is quite informing. And you can read a lot of celestial messages from the guest co-host from the Spirit Realms uh, this evening on the program, Soretta Kem and many others, and Jesus. Of course. And this has been another episode of WDLR. Until next time, have a lovely soul. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.